Howdy guys, welcome to the uh, Down the Rabbit Hole podcast. I, my name is Zach, and I, before we get started, I wanted to go ahead and say a big congratulations to our, uh, to our senior listeners who just graduated high school. Uh, no matter if you're in Calhoun County or in California or Hawaii or wherever you're at, we just want to say congratulations uh, on completing high school. Also, wanted to give a big shout out to our Hawaii listeners. You know, that's uh, off, the, off, the, uh, off the shoreline, and we just want to say thank you for listening. Uh, you could have picked any pack podcast to listen to, but you picked ours. Don't know why. Lastly, I wanted to say a big thank you to Timmy and Dylan for letting me borrow the mics and be out in the field here in uh here in Seymour, Indiana at uh the Holiday Inn Express. Is that right? It's a Holiday Inn Express. Um and uh you know tomorrow we're going to the uh Indy five hundred. But uh here with me I have two very special gentlemen in uh David Austin, my dad, and Andrew Swatley, his best friend. So why don't you guys say what's up? <clears throat> well Holiday Inn Express in Seymour, Indiana. How much much more exciting can life be? I think that's going to make us smarter tomorrow. (laughs) Just because we're here. Just because we're here. Hey, man, look, what are we, like an hour outside of Indianapolis? About about an hour, depending on who's driving. (laughs) Half an hour. Swat, if you're driving, you'd be like, like, gone. Um, But... But yeah, so I think I think it was a good idea to stay outside of Indianapolis, plus the fact that, you know, if we probably can get a hotel in Indianapolis if we tried. So <clears throat> they we looked at booking there and the the closer you get the cost on this night in particular gets really, really, really high. Yeah, I figured. Uh, you know, it's <sighs> it's probably that way with any, you know, big event. But even then, I mean we didn't I never really going to seriously consider staying in it it's just it's this is really kind of convenient you know? oh yeah yeah this is something that you know you wouldn't have to staging here <laughs> exactly yeah you know and it's just, it, like i said it's only an hour out so it's not like we have to travel a couple more hours to get to the raceway so um but like i said just wanted to say uh want, wanted to get you guys involved and uh and once again uh i think i was told to say this the reason i'm only re- reiterating it is that um Dylan and Timmy let me borrow our equipment to come here uh, for the weekend and do a, a little, a small little uh, episode and talk about the race and talk about you know what we're going to talk about tonight. Um, I, there are a few conditions on it. I have to bring back like a race flag, and I have to um, I have to say that I'm in the field. So um, like I said, thank you guys so much for for letting that happen, and uh, I appreciate you guys a lot, and we love you guys. Uh, but I wanted to go ahead and get into our topics for the evening. Um, the first one is this. We only have three. Uh, usually we have a lot more, but since, you know, it's, it's us and not, you know, Dylan and Timmy, so they can go on for forever on the stupidest stuff. But, uh, wanted to, uh, address this. So my dad and Andrew have been friends for 20 years now, I think, right? It's almost 21. Almost 21. Um, and I'm 21 years old, so basically... Andrew's known me since I was, you know, a foot long, um, and <clears throat> I, I remember when you were born. Do you for real? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it should have been. It was about. Yeah, it was right around the time. Yeah. I mean, you you might have been a month or two, maybe three old. Maybe, may have been two or three months old when when I started working with Andrew. Oh, um, 
But yeah, go ahead and. Uh, I, I remember you as a baby. That much. Yeah. I very every much, time, every time he showed up, he was in the stroller. I very much remember you as a baby. <laughs> so, uh, talk to me about like how you guys met, and like what what was it like, you know, when you guys met, and how you know, like, how did that friendship kind of blossom into what it is today? <laughs> Should we probably leave out the details of who we were working for? <laughs> we were, I would. That's an entire so, other hour. Yeah, I, mean, I, I would leave that out. It's well, not a good one. <laughs> Get into the federal as, as a lot of these things happen, you you have a common interest, you know, or a common common uh, background. And in this case, it was it was radio. He was in radio, and I was just getting into radio. Yeah. And uh, we ended up working, you know, at the same place together. And uh, then other kind of common interests start to come together, and mm -hmm. that's how that's how most friendships start. I yeah. think, You know, <clears throat> proximity number one. And yeah. Then, and See then, each other every day. Every day, and you know, <laughs> two offices away from each other, and it, it really helps if you have something that you're really, really kind of passionate about. And this, in our case, it was big, most big baseball fans, and yep, yep. And that was actually a pretty exciting time in baseball, there was a lot going on. Yes, it was. That was the year that Mark McGuire hit, he broke Roger Maris's single season home run record. Yeah. That was the year that we met earlier in the year. I remember that. Was that in 98? Yeah, it was in 98. That was September 8th of 98, <clears throat> actually, 98, 98. And and so there was the year the the year before when they uh, he had been brought over mm -hmm. from Oakland and uh, I think he hit fifty eight home runs combined between the two places. I had a feeling that he was gonna hit you know Roger Maris's mark the next yeah. year. So what I did is uh, I, when, as soon as the tickets came for sale in that year, I bought a bunch of tickets you know for several games, including the last of the season. But one of the things I did is my my whole vacation that year was to go to watch a whole homestand. One of those was against the Braves. The Cardinals playing the Braves and Dave was a big Braves fan. While I'm there, I'm walking down the street one day. I remember this. <laughs> I'm walking down the street and there's a guy walking next to me. We're walking, both walking towards the stadium. I don't pay much attention, you know, to whatever. All of a sudden, a bunch of little kids come running towards us. And then I realized they're not running towards us, they're running towards him <laughs> and they came to get his autograph. And it's Tom Glavin, right? Oh you wow! Know, I love that ball. And oh, and I had I had a baseball in my bag. I just pulled it out too, like a little kid. You know, <laughs> how you do? Excuse me, sir. <laughs> so I, and, I, and he signed it, <clears throat> and uh, I brought it back. And I knew that Dave was a big, big, uh, big uh, Braves fan. And I came and I just kind of set the thing on his desk. <laughs> and uh, you know, I think that might have cemented. The that deal was one of those there. wow moments. <clears throat> because you know, I had I had the. My, my brother-in-law gave me an, an autographed baseball, a replica duplicate of the 95 World Series championship yeah. team. But this is this is after that, and I didn't have any that were physically signed, signed by with the... ink by an individual. <clears throat> and he comes and sits this baseball down on my desk, and you can barely read what it says. And I, I turned it around, and I said, does that say Tom Glavin? He said, yeah. And then he told me the story. I was like... That's incredible. <laughs> and I, I took the baseball home, and it, it's in a box of collectibles that I've got with my my World Series uh, baseball and some uh, some baseball cards that my mom gave me when I was younger. Some mm -hmm. collectible stuff she'd gotten: Cal Ripken Jr. and Ken Griffey Jr. Some other guys, and that's with all the rest of that stuff just safely packed away because you know I don't have anywhere to put it. Let's <laughs> say I found the uh, the it was it Cal Ripken and. Uh, Lou Gehrig? Did no, that baseball? No, 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 that, that, there is, there's a Cal Ripken autographed baseball. It's another one of those replicas. Um, and it, it, 
was, that, that it game was with, ball. It was with uh, it was it was a replica of the the a duplication of the game ball from game number two thousand one hundred thirty one. Yeah, nineteen ninety five. I'm glad you remember that number because I don't. Yeah. Oh, well, that's a pretty iconic number for it's baseball fans. Number. We know we knew twenty one thirty, and then in nineteen ninety five we knew twenty one thirty one. Nineteen ninety five was a good year for baseball. Was it the if only did? Fan, he just went one over. No, he no. went to twenty six. What was it? Twenty six twenty one, twenty six twenty five, something like that. And then he just decided to take himself out of the lineup one night. <laughs> and the first time that had happened since eighty two or seventy nine, it was ridiculous. He came. I guess since he, he, like, he came up in eighty two, I think. Except they won the World Series in '83, and he was just a oh, maybe he came up, maybe he came up in '81. It was something like that. Because I, I have his rookie <clears throat> card, which, right. which is in the 1982 top set, mm. and it's got him and two other fellows. Jesus, on it. <laughs> and that's the thing about about baseball is that you know there's there's kind of a uh, a language that you can speak to a real baseball fan that's been you know lifelong yeah. baseball, and they just kind of like it just means something, yeah. where it wouldn't mean anything to you know someone that's younger that hasn't. Well, yeah, I understand to, that. To, to lift through all this. I mean, like, the only number I really know is, like, 715. <clears throat> yeah, everybody might have Well, at least you didn't say 756. Oh, yeah, because 715 is the real king. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually. No, Dad, 715 is the real king. <laughs> actually. Wait, no, no, no. Henry Aaron finished with 755. Sada Haru Oh, finished with 868. <laughs> what, what was that guy from uh, Homestead, Florida? That guy who had like 900 home runs. Wait, you're talking about Josh Gibson? Josh Gibson. Josh Gibson, Josh Gibson is the real home run. No, <laughs> we didn't keep records well enough, they unfortunately. Yeah, the, and they didn't actually play they don't know the big enough field. I about to say, he was in the league, so. There's a lot of mythology that's grown up in Josh it's kind of It's kind of an urban legend, but you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll give you this. I wouldn't have wanted to pitch to him. That's for sure. Oh, heck no. That, Dude. Yeah, from what I understand, that young man could destroy baseball, whether it was alive or dead. He could kill it. <laughs> Uh, but um, but Dad, I'll have a question for like what, especially since at this time you had two kids, uh, and and you know you had a well I'd say a young relationship but it wasn't really that young, um, and you had two kids and a wife like, and considering you know I have I have two really good friends with Timmy and Dylan. Dylan now has two kids and a wife. Timmy has two kids and. He's not married right now, but how did you preserve that friendship? I know it was at work, and but I, I figured you guys probably hung out a little bit outside of work. <laughs> so how did you preserve that? Actually, not a lot. We really? just spent a lot of time together at work because okay. your your mother is very demanding of time. Yeah. And as you might have guessed, yeah. she. <laughs> um, I do have a very interesting story. You <clears throat> talked about our our young friendship. Do you remember the first time you called my house? Not. Okay, I, I do specifically <laughs> word for word. Andrew had said he was going to call that night, and so I'm upstairs. But we lived in the townhouse that had yeah, two floors, yeah, yeah. and I was upstairs. And I hear the phone ring. And Mom says, "I'll get it." So she picks up the phone, and then about thirty seconds later, she yells at me to come downstairs. And she's standing <laughs> there by the phone, and it's hung up. <clears throat> and I said, uh, "I said, what is it?" And she said, do you know someone named Andrew? I said, yeah. She said, well, let me tell you what he just said to me. And I said, I said all right. And she said, um, uh, she said, I said, hello. And he said, um, hello, may I speak with David? And she said, uh, sure, may I ask who's calling? He said, sure you can. That was it. <laughs> yes, you can. And she hung up on him. 
I don't remember that. <laughs> I remember just like it was yesterday. And you know what? I think she's kind of held a grudge ever since then. <laughs> That's so funny. It does sound like me, though. That oh, was yeah. You. That oh, yeah. Sounds like that something you, I that might you have done. Explicitly. Yeah. That was you as a 20 something yeah. guy. So. Yeah. What's the difference between you two? Five years. Five years? Okay. Almost exactly. Just, a little, just two months. But from September 5th to October 30th, it'd be two years. Having known you all my life now, that, like, totally sounds like you. Mm-hmm. Oh. oh, man. That was great. Well, I, I do apologize if that offended anybody. It's not important. <laughs> it, 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 really, it really pales in comparison to the dream she had several years ago that oh, geez. Uh, President Obama sent you to burn down our house, and she still holds a grudge against you over that because she had a dream. Yeah. It didn't really happen. I have to tell her that over and over again. You know, dear, that didn't really happen. He's never even been to our house that we live in now, or the one, one we were living yeah, in at the time. Yeah, we were living at that time, yeah. He'd never been here, didn't know where it was. He lives 300 miles away. Why are you worried about him burning down our house? I have a feeling. She had a dream. <laughs> exactly. But anybody who's ever been married understands waking up in trouble for something that your wife dreamt. It's not, it's I, not. I, I, I take back the apology. <laughs> I knew that. I knew that, that was, was a good three hours. Was a good three hours ago too. So. I knew that was coming. That was never. Really it's like rescinded. Um, yeah. But yeah, we, we've never really hung out outside of work. Not uh, a lot. Um, now I, I do remember after I was unjustly terminated from the job where we worked together, you and a mutual friend came by my house a couple of times. Remember we discussed how to kind of oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. stick it to the guy. Who, yeah, yeah. Go about and, and we did. Yeah, I, I developed something, and he used it, and, of course, everybody eventually left, but he, uh, the individual that we were working for had to write larger checks than he was planning on, either that or get in trouble. Yeah, yeah. He was kind of one of those guys that was under the impression that rules and laws really didn't apply to him. He could kind of do it. It's interesting that, you know, have, having someone in common that you both dislike how, how that brings you together like, yeah I hate that dude really you hit him too yeah we should form These a club friends now. <laughs> let's form a club well you know I, I, Andrew has and I have too talked to some of the people that we used to work with you know whether on social media or text message or on the phone and kind of the prevailing attitude is uh, you know that's really too bad um, but I'll be honest for Andrew and myself it's like about time <laughs> Somebody finally nailed this guy to the wall because I mean it was you. You can only do people for so long. Well, I mean, here all the stuff he did, like yeah, you know, when you defraud people with a lot of money or even people who don't have a lot of money, you you tend to get in trouble for that. And especially well, when people hire the right attorneys and talk to the right district attorneys and United States attorneys, and you get enough people after you. They, they kind of tend to nail you to the wall and get you in a corner and you can't get out of it. Yeah, and, and the funny thing is, happened. the funny thing is, and it, it was probably a large scale for you guys because of what you guys are doing, but um, like even the job I have now, like, <laughs> but you'll have people be like, oh, yeah, hey, I need a liner and a pool. And they're like, oh yeah, I'll come put it in, it's about $3,000. No, pay, pay up front $3,000. The guy will go to Florida and never come back. That's yeah, you know, <laughs> on a much smaller scale exactly what this guy did, yeah. Yeah, but close to it. Andrew knows a lot more details than I do because he really kept up with it. But it's that's. Well, I will say, you know, talking about you know being friends and, and how certain things impact you and all that kind of stuff. I will say that it's made me a better person having worked for this guy. And now, because I try, because I manage people to a lesser degree. You know, I, I have some people that you know, yeah, that report to me. And 
I make the schedules and I um, I control basically you know when I can take vacation or not. I get to approve all that. Yeah. But I try to be very very conscientious now because I know what it's like to have a bad boss. Yeah. I mean, I had, we had a really, yes, we did. really <laughs> bad boss. Having having been through that, you know, I tried to you know not like in the office, Martin Scott trying to be my friend, you know, you right. know not an idiot, but right. at the same time being very, very conscientious. Yeah. And, and, and I've taken that from, from a, a guy that was not, clearly had no conscience at all. Yeah. <clears throat> and, uh, and having followed, you know, his uh, demise with, I don't want to say pleasure. Yeah, just <laughs> but, it's, it's probably, it's some pleasure. It's great pleasure. <laughs> but but we've had, you know, that's one of the, because, we talked about baseball. Obviously, we've talked on the phone. He and I, you know, we don't hang out a lot. We live in different states, but we'd, sp we'd spend hours talking about baseball. We've also spent hours talking about this other thing. And yes, those, we have. So those, but those are the things <laughs> that, you know, that, that uh, you make your connections with. And well, yeah. It's, like, it's kind of like Velcro. You get, a whole, you get a whole bunch of those things together. And you can't rip it apart. That's a very tight bond. Yeah. Even when you don't, I mean, we hardly see each other. But yeah, maybe once a year. Yeah, but say twice. for for like a Braves game, Braves Cardinals matchup, or we, yeah, we went to a Braves game a few years ago. And now this time we're going to, to. Was it last year we went to the Braves game or the year before? 2017, right after they opened. Central 2017, Park. we went to the baseball game. Yeah. and I haven't seen you haven't since. Seen since. Since. Nope. And now we're going to any. It's it's always with me though. <laughs> well, <laughs> here's, that and my old roommate. Here here's the thing about um, friendships, um, and not to sound too sappy or anything, because I mean we're all guys here. We can't yeah. be sappy. Um, if if the the friendship is has a good foundation and it's it's built on mutual interest and mutual uh, respect that you know three hundred or so miles apart that that doesn't mean anything and if you only see each other once every year once every year and a half that's not important either because you're still friends yeah um, you don't, a person doesn't have to be somebody you can just pop over to their house to be classified as a friend yeah um, I. I don't have a whole lot of friends that live near me. I have a lot of friends, but not very many that live anywhere near me. And yeah. I don't have really anybody um, other than my wife that I can just call at a moment's notice. And as long as there's not something super pressing going on, we can just sit and talk as long as one of us needs to, unless there's a family emergency or something more important comes up. Yeah. And we're at the point now where we understand that, you know, like Andrew's dad is, um, you know, his his health is going downhill to a certain extent. And so when we're on the phone and his dad calls in, well, that, that's it, gotta go, you know. Yeah. He, you know. It's like, one of those things that's like, hey, it's like Right, and if it's, you know, 9.30, 10 o'clock at night, we're talking and your mom beeps in, I just tell him, he's like, okay, she's probably going to say goodnight, I'll let you go. Yeah. And we, you know, we, we've been friends long enough, we understand that. And speaking of a long-term friendship, that. We're not going to go into a whole lot of detail here, but th there have been times, and you, you were party to some of it, when we found certain things we really did not agree on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, 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 Trust and me, after, I was there for the after effects where you were just like, I swear to God! <laughs> and, and, at, you know, and, and after a few, well, several heated discussions that you know, weren't really contentious, they were just... You know, very passionate on both sides. Yeah. I finally, we talked one time and I said, you know what, let's just don't talk about this stuff anymore. Yeah. You're not going to change my mind. I'm not going to change your mind. Let's just move on to talk about things yeah, we do agree on. And we pretty much do. We don't really bring up topics that we know we're probably going to disagree on. We yeah. just, we talk about things we can agree on. It's a good thing. Yeah. And, and I don't, I want to bring up something a little 
little side note, but I just want to distinguish something really, really quickly here. For the, <laughs> especially for, for people your age, yeah. especially. I mean, he's going to know, before I get there, he'll already know what I'm t fixing to say. And, and maybe for the people of the, you know, I don't know what age your listenership is, but you know. I have no idea either, so. <laughs> but, you know, for people of their age, we're not Facebook friends, right? No. Are you guys actually friends on Facebook, though? No. No. Oh, wow. <laughs> we, we do follow each other on Twitter, but Andrew only does that when he goes on vacation. Yeah, I tweet, I tweet like maybe That's it? Well, a year. when he was in Iceland, he sent out some pictures, and then when he was in Hawaii, he did the same, and that was pretty much that's, it. That's wow. Pretty it was pretty much just to have a record in case they ever got deleted off the phone <laughs> that would be on social media. <laughs> The, the reason I want you know I want to distinguish between what a lot of people consider friends yeah. versus preach that go ahead versus friends yeah I mean we're not internet friends we're not you know Facebook friends we don't you know do like you know that kind of thing and swapping internet stores or whatever yeah ours is pretty much you know my voice and his voice mm -hmm. with a lot of texting in between but sure. uh, it's it's a voice like type thing and yeah. not a digital on the computer type thing and it's and an actual friendship. like it's a, it's a personal <clears throat> friendship it's a real yeah, friendship. it's, it's, yeah. it's not it's yeah. not a social media generated friendship. Exactly. like where you can only you can only talk like digitally and you yeah. can't really talk to the person actually so right. somebody might say you know i've got three thousand friends or whatever you know i have three <laughs> <laughs> and i'm not talking about on facebook either yeah, i don't have yeah. any on facebook because i'm not on facebook <clears throat> Praise, yes. Right? My point being is that, you know, really close friends, you know, good friends, I have three, and and the other two I hardly ever talk to. <laughs> so, you know, when when something, when I have an issue, you know, that I need to, to sound off to a friend to, you know, or, or get support for a friend from, yeah, Dave's the guy I call. Yeah. Right? And that's, that's the type of friend we have. It's not, you know, it's not like uh, we'd like to share memes. No. I do know what a meme is, but I, I don't, I don't <laughs> kudos for knowing exactly how to pronounce that too, by the way. I, I know what a meme is. Well, I, I, meme I, well I, mean, I, I know it from, from the original when Dawkins coined right. it, not from when. But you know, even if you didn't, you work with a lot of millennials and they would probably teach you and you could just be quiet and listen. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly yeah, yeah they give me a really hard time at work but because they they're do. all millennials. You're the old guy. Well, at least you don't, have the, you don't have the silver crown to prove it. Tell, you know, not anymore. You, know, you never did. Oh, no, no, I thought you were talking about this too. Dad jokes are the best. They're great. Oh, dude. Dad jokes are cool now, though. Like, everybody says dad, dad jokes are always cool. Well, I'll say this. Dad jokes are cool now, but, like, if you're a dad and you make them, they're even funnier. Because, like, you make it with so. a serious face. Everybody else is just, like, dying laughing while they make the joke. If so. you're a dad, you're just like, yeah, what's, what's going on? <laughs> it's like, this is my normal life. Um, but part of that stuff I didn't even know. Like... Ooh, power surge in the hotel room. How about that? Um, but, uh, but yeah, part of that stuff I don't even know, like for real. Um, but like you guys said, you have a mutual interest in baseball, and that's how, like, that's how I've known you for most of my life is just through, like, the sport of baseball. Like, of course, with the the class of NL, uh, you know, the the fantasy <laughs> baseball league. That how long have we had that? 17 years? Yeah. 17 years of CML. Out of 20 years knowing each other, we've been playing fantasy baseball together for 17. 17 years. I've been there for what, like four? All together, off and on. Yeah, off and on, four, four years. Uh, yeah. But, jeez, man. I'm, uh, I'm a glutton for punishment. <laughs> How many times have you made the playoffs in fantasy baseball? Several times. I finished second one year. To him? No, to his dad. 
Oh, Pinto. Yeah, he, he, you made the playoffs like four years ago, was it? I've made it several. I made the playoffs several times. I think most three, three or four years ago, he was in the playoffs. I remember that. Yep. Yeah, well, well, neither one of us are going to make it this year. No, but I, I did get to the finals one year. That was, that was the year I took the summer off yeah. and and just just let it play. Poured over it all day long, and <clears throat> and I, I ended up facing Andrew's dad in the finals, and he just obliterated me over that two week period. It was yeah. It's a uh, it's been an interesting thing the the fantasy beat originally. So my dad got into it, and he just didn't like the public leagues. Okay. But, he, but he also wanted something that was competitive, but he didn't want to be in a pay league, you know. Yeah. So we just kind of started it, you know, and Dave was a founding member, my, my dad and myself, mm-hmm. founding members. <clears throat> and uh, we just carried it on year after year. The main reason I did it, though, is because I wanted to be able to play with Dave every year. You know, in the public leagues, you just sign up and get in whichever one you were in. Yeah. I wanted to be able to play, and I wanted to be able to play with my dad, right? Yeah. And that was the whole reason we set the thing up, and uh, that was its uh, raison d'etre. You know, we, I remember one time that summer that I did so well, I ended up playing your dad in the finals. We, we had a three-way conference call GM uh, hash-out session oh, there yeah. one day. We were trying to figure out who, who we were trying to work out a three-way trade yeah, between yeah, yeah. three teams. We, 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 we took it a little serious. We, we were very serious that summer. I was telling you about that. That's been Alex Rodriguez was like the best player in baseball, and mm-hmm. he was giving you advice on what to do because you either had him or wanted him or something, and, and he was explaining to you what he would do. And I was just sitting there listening. I was like, okay, I'm just going to listen to what he says, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to try to sneak something in here and do something that will help me. <laughs> so I do have a question, though. Mm-hmm. Um and you might be able to answer this more than you will, and you might be able to. Uh, so I know, like, maybe, well, now two guys, because Pinto left. Um, but, like, I used, I used to know pretty much three guys in the league besides me, um, being your dad, dad, and you. Who is everybody else? Like, how did you guys get to know them? Or are they just <laughs> random guys? No, they're not random. Oh. <clears throat> So I also, being a big baseball fan, used to do all the major league teams had message boards. Yeah, and and, used to. and, and we used to uh, talk with a bunch of people, and you got to know them because you know I had been posting on the things. They they first came into existence in two thousand one, in I want to say in like May or sometime around around there. Yeah, and I had joined up in August, and <clears throat> so I was I had been there since you know almost the very very beginning. And you just get to know these people over a while because, you know, they also, like, they share. Now, these are people that you only know from a message board. You yeah, know? these are digital friends. These are digital friends. <laughs> but they're not like Facebook friends. I, I wasn't friends with any of them on Facebook or any other type of social media. I only knew them from this message board. But yeah. then during the games, we'd have a game fit. We'd all be watching the same game and then commenting on it as mm-hmm. it happened. And you get to become friends with people that way. And sometimes you, you meet them, you know, we'll meet up at a ball game or something like that. Right, yeah. And then you do actually become, you know, face-to-face friends, you know. People that you know, voices, what have you, and so that's how a lot of these people came to be in the league. Um, and uh, some of our best guys, I mean, you become friends with them. And then, you know, we had one guy who passed away a couple of years ago in the middle of the season, right? You know, and you feel sad because you know you you feel like you've lost a friend. And then, of course, you pull up, you know, you go on the life and legacy thing, pull up the obituary, and you're reading it, and you're seeing the guy. And I'm like, you know, this was the guy that I was friends with for years mm-hmm. you know and you just kind of you have that connection it's a real emotional connection yeah I mean, you so compete people, against the guy several times a year and you watch him build his team up and you know destroy you or vice versa and you you know cheer for him when he plays certain guys and you root against him at other times and you you know but the the unique part about our league 
is that he named it the class of the National League because everybody in the league is either a fan of Atlanta or St. Louis, and right. we've always felt like those were the two classiest two teams team in the National team. League. Baseball, yeah. So, And he tries to keep it half and half, half Braves fans, yeah. half Cardinals fans. And he's done a pretty good job of it over the last 17 years. I'm about to say, has right it always been half and half? Because <clears throat> I feel like I've always been a, uh, yeah. a big uh, gathering of Cardinals fans in the league. Nope. Really? Mm-hmm. It's al- It's almost – Always 50 50. It might be one more here this year and one less, but okay. for the most part, it's right down the middle. Is yeah. Eastside still there? Or he leaves? Yes, Eastside's still there. He's a Braves fan. Uh, yeah. Jim, Since Rock Monsters. He's, he's still in there. I always love so, He's a Braves fan. Okay, so Rock, whoa. Uh, Rock Lobsters, I for sure thought that, like, his, his picture is an underwater tiger looking thing, or maybe different now. Used to be a lobster. It used to be a lobster. <laughs> well, I, you would guess. Which makes well, who's sense. The, who's he might also be a B-52s fan. I don't know. <laughs> it's their song. But I don't know what it was. But I, the, whoever's picture was that underwater tiger, the avatar was, um, I thought for the longest time it was a lobster. Like underneath the water. It was just a really dark lobster. But I found out like literally a couple weeks ago that it was a tiger. And I was so confused. <laughs> because for like... What I don't, I, I don't remember that one. I mean, it, it, I know, I we do have we do have some hours. we do have some Mizzou fans. Like yes, we do. Maybe a Mizzou fan. Oh well, there's a Missouri Tiger. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, St. Louis is in Missouri after all. Well, yeah, we, we, we've, we've got we've from, got uh, owners that live in Columbia and, and hmm. we have people all over, don't we? Big fans of uh, Missouri Tigers. Oh, uh, that's somebody's got to be a Mizzou fan, I guess. <laughs> well, I got what is it, Kelly Bryant? Yeah, well, who knows how long he's actually going to stay. Uh, Transfer portal's still active. Jesus. <laughs> Transfer portal's crazy. But you mentioned that everybody in there is a um, is either a fan of the Cardinals or the Braves. And, you know, I kind of want to bring up the sports preferences that I talked to you guys about earlier. And I know – and that's, that's, that's one of the things that – like one of those differentiating things between you two was uh, the fact that <laughs> – you know, like obviously, anytime we went to a Braves game with Andrew, it was always a Cardinals game because, you know, well, we except for that one time we went to the Dodgers game. Did we for real? Yeah, when yeah. we sat down on the left field corner by the bullpen. Oh yeah. One time. So it was like all, all our entire family. <clears throat> yeah, every other time it's been. That was the one he owed me because the, I called the 2008 Democratic National Convention correctly, <laughs> and he tried to get out of it for a year, but then he finally gave in. <clears throat> well. <laughs> I wouldn't well, say here we go again. Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't say. Let me just say that I recall it differently. <laughs> you know, the guy who loses a bet always recalls it differently. I remember it being a little bit different, but I gave in. But um, well, it's not like it was a tough bet to pay up on. He wanted yeah, to go to a game, to go baseball baseball game. Like, yeah, you go to a baseball professional baseball game. Yeah, that's, that's oh, tough, a real hard thing tough to do. Way to go exactly, um, especially but, something as beautiful as some like the Braves game. Right, but it was at Turner Field, so it wasn't near as beautiful as SunTrust Park. I mean, it's better than, what is it, Fulton County Stadium? Hey, don't knock Fulton County Stadium. That it's a parking ad, lot. That AstroTurf and concrete, that was beautiful. <laughs> that round stadium, just like old Bush Stadium, they looked just alike. <laughs> Except one faced the sun and the other didn't. You know, that was the only way you could tell the difference. <clears throat> but you brought up the fact that we, that you know, one of the things that, that has kept us together over the years is our mutual love of baseball. and But one of the things that kind of separates us is the fact that we don't, cheer for the same baseball team and this is something that I want you know Andrew talked about gave some advice to younger people a minute ago and I'm going to give some to them now people do not have to agree with you to be your friend 
We do not agree on the same team that we cheer for in Major League Baseball. We also don't like the same NFL teams. Let's say, I don't we also think, don't like the same college football teams. Let's say, I don't know of a sport that you guys agree on the team you actually cheer for. NBA. We're both Grizzlies. Hey, right? man, like, <laughs> if you're from Memphis. <laughs> He's lived there most of his life, and I'm a native. So, yeah, we're, we're Grizzlies. You got it. For the you got to cheer for the Grizz. But anyway, these, these, and I know you'll agree with me, what, when someone does not agree with you, they're not threatening you. Use that as an opportunity to kind of remember why you like the team you do. What what's so great about them? And another thing that and, and I've told Andrew this about myself. I said I'm not I'm a Braves fan and a Cardinals sympathizer. I'm not a Cardinals <laughs> fan. I am a sympathizer. If they're not playing Atlanta, it's fine if they win. I don't care. But you know, over here on the TV right now, they are playing each other. How's the score? Yeah, what is the score right it's now? Three to two, Braves. Yes! It's getting better. It's getting better. Okay. But that that's something that, that folks your age, and I don't mean to cast aspersion on your entire age group. No, they, I mean. But they do kind of feel that way. And we see it not just in social circles. We see it in political viewpoints. We see it in social viewpoints. Yeah. That if you don't agree with me, I have to hate you. And that's just not the case. You don't have to do that. The differences make us... I think that our differences, despite all of our similarities and mutual appreciations, I think our difference, differences between us make our friendship stronger than most people's. We were talking before we started recording about Oliver Cromwell. Yes. So if I, if, I, mutual if, I, ancestor. If, I, if I can, if I can paraphrase Oliver Cromwell, I just, you know, when he was talking to the church leader, he said, I beseech you in the bowels of Christ to think that maybe you're wrong. Yeah, maybe you're wrong. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> yeah, you <clears throat> See, that, that's, that was something that I, I wanted to explain, though, but the topic didn't really come up. It occurred to me when, when Andrew and I were arguing about some things about 10 or 12 years ago yeah. that were more political. Um, the first few times that happened, I got really upset and kind of offended. But then afterward, it's kind of like I just kind of thought about it and decided, you know what, there's nothing wrong with us disagreeing on these things. Yeah. As long as we can be civil about it because the things that we don't agree about force me to re-examine why I feel the way I do about this. And if, if, that's, if that's what it does, then great. It's probably going to make my fundamental beliefs a little stronger or at least let me have a reason for why I feel the way I do as opposed to just saying, well, that's what I've always done or that's what my parents did. Yeah. So if you have a reason for it, if you don't agree with me, if you have a valid reason for why you don't and you can give me some facts, yeah, not just an opinion, if you can give me some facts, then I'm still may not probably won't agree with you, but I'll, I'll give you respect for yeah. you know, doing your homework and standing by what you believe, whatever that might be. Yeah, I, I think that um, one of the, my good traits I think is that I don't really get offended in anything. that's good anything you want to say to me <laughs> you sure can't act like it <laughs> but, but uh, I also one of my bad traits is that I very rarely pack down off of, of a point that's also true especially uh, yeah I've heard especially that. if it's one that I've I've really thought about you know really? sometimes I'll just argue a point you know just, just argue to, just to take the opposite side exactly <clears throat> And Not that that's that always me of the Monty Python ministry yeah. argument. Yeah, <laughs> no. but you know, at the same time, it also it, it 
you know, it helps to to be challenged in your thinking. Oh yeah. If no one ever challenges you, then you're always going to think you're right. Yeah. And you might be right, but you won't know why you're right. Exactly. Yeah. The thing that I hate, and I, I can't remember who, it, I heard somebody mm-hmm. very recently say this, and so I want to give credit, but I can't remember who it was, but they said something to the effect of uh, the, <clears throat> talking about the advice that you've been given. Don't mm-hmm. think that, you know, anything that, that's, that happens that's bad for the people you disagree with, don't think that, that therefore necessarily is right. Or don't just, you know, you know, buy into it because it, exactly. it, it makes people you don't like unhappy. Yeah. It could still be wrong. I mean, I've heard many times, you know, people that I've subscribed to and people that I listen to, um, you know, if you don't stand up for anything, you'll fall. If you stand up for something, you'll fall for everything. And so if you, you know, like, I've, there have been multiple times where I've seen people, you know, that, that you know, and I think... I think in scripture it talks about, and this is this is more so. It, it relates to being a Christian, but it also relates to like other areas as well. Like, d- don't be moved by every little faint wind that comes your way. Like, stand up for something. I mean, like if you if you believe this thing, then stand up for it. If you believe that thing, stand up for it. But don't. And but like you said, that find mm-hmm. facts and actually, if you believe in it, believe in it. But don't have, just say. Have a good reason. Exa- yeah, don't let it be just because like oh, mom and dad said that like twenty years ago, so I might as well do it. Um, Oh, yeah. But I think I think what uh, if you're talking about from a Christian thing, that, you know, says right there, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. You know, so, exactly. And we're also told to be like a tree planted by rivers of water. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, not not being able to be moved by the wind. Is what you were talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And because where the roots would reach down to the the water flowing in the river, and it makes the tree, you know, strong. Anybody who's ever lived near a river or a creek bank. You have trees that grow out over that body of water, and they look precarious, or like they're going to fall. But that some of the strongest tree you're ever going to find, yeah. because their roots go down deep, and they have an endless supply of water. Mm-hmm. And if if you if your foundation for the things that you believe can mirror that, did they go ahead again? Six to three. Good boy. Dang it! Who did a grand slam? <laughs> Meanwhile, <laughs> podcast. <laughs> If you can mirror that that metaphor for your life, then it doesn't matter if somebody disagrees with you. Yeah. You can you can still have love in your heart for that person just because they don't agree with you. That's irrelevant because inside we're still all the same. Yeah. Regardless of what we believe, and we all still have the same uh, spiritual being to answer to. We all still have the same responsibilities. We may go about it in a different way, and if you see someone that you know is headed down a path where they're gonna they're going to regret at some point what they're doing and but you've told them but you told them in a loving way not in a judgmental yeah or condemning way then you really you've done all you can I mean yeah. it, the rest is up to them sometimes we will learn the wrong way and I've noticed that people also tend to when you've said something and it wasn't received well we try a different way and just say it a little louder Almost like we're talking to someone who doesn't speak our language. We figure if we talk a little louder, maybe they'll understand it. You know, if you're speaking to someone who speaks Mandarin Chinese and they don't speak a word of English, you can talk as loud as you want. And it just sounds like loud gibberish. (laughs) It sounded like gibberish before. Now it sounds like really loud gibberish. And the same is true if someone uh, doesn't hold the same fundamental beliefs as you. If they don't believe the same things are true that you do, you can argue with them until you have run out of breath and you're not going to change their mind. Yep, I agree with that. But that the the thing about Andrew and myself, 
our fundamental beliefs are basically the same. And so the, the really, I guess the word would be really offensive arguments that some people have, we didn't have those. Yeah. We just had some, maybe some arguments on principle or theory. It was, it was really kind of a high-handed argument that we would, we would have these really <laughs> tall arguments about things and most people would say, why aren't you guys even arguing? You guys are talking about the same thing. And a lot of times we were. It was just we went about it in a different way. Well, a lot of times it has to do with uh, uh, what is, you know, you can believe something to be true and somebody else can believe something else to be true. Now, did they, but they may not both be able to be true at the same time, right? Yeah. For instance, <clears throat> I mean, they say one of the definitions of true knowledge, which people will argue about this, so don't hold me to it, <laughs> is that uh, <clears throat> to have true knowledge, first of all, the thing that you're having knowledge, it has to be true. Yeah. Because you can't have true knowledge if it's not true, right? That's number right. one. Number two, you have to believe that it's true, or mm -hmm. else, you know, then you don't have true knowledge. Number three, you have to have good reasons for believing it's true because you can believe something is true for no good reason. It's because you were told. And you could be right, yeah. But you're you're right on accident, you know, or just you know by chance. Right, you fell into right. it. Right, so you just mm -hmm. fell into it. And uh, <clears throat> they have a whole series of these problems. That I think they're called Gaudier problems. Where let's say that you're driving down the road, and this is a very very popular one. So you've, you've probably heard this before. And you look out in this field and say, I say, does this sheep field have sheep in it? You say, Well, yeah. All right. It's true that the field has sheep in it. You believe it's true, and let's say that you look down in the field and you see in the distance you see a sheep. So you now have reasons to believe it. Well, let's say that what you actually saw is a rock that looks like a sheep at a distance. Yeah. But unknown to you, over the next hill and the same field, there are There's some sheep, sheep, right? Yeah. So you were right by accident, or you were you were you were falsely led to believe that it was true, and it was true, but not because of, of uh, good reasons. So <clears throat> that's a very very uh, uh, abstract way of looking at things and, and sometimes some arguments can be based on uh, people believing maybe the same thing is true but for completely different reasons and maybe somebody's believing it for the wrong reason right and you can actually have arguments about that and people do people that's, what, that's what more of our arguments were about <laughs> not whether this is true or not but why do you believe that yeah. and why do you not is it a good reason or not yeah exactly is, is, that's is, what more of them were about a lot hmm. of them were about that hmm. A lot of them are reducible just you know, to that very thing. And it, it's what's what's so incredible is that eleven or twelve years later, we're still friends, so we can go back and rehash those things, and we can see that neither one of us were actually being high-handed or mean toward the other person. That's just what we were doing. We were just kind of hashing out some things, and a lot of people would say, "Well, why would you guys even get into those discussions?" Because both of us like to be challenged intellectually. Yeah. You know, some people just don't. When when they turn the tassel after high school graduation, they're done learning, or they think. Yeah. Um, I, I've had the experience where I would uh, I will, will read a book or I will hear somebody give a talk or whatever, and I'll get to thinking about it. And I'll think about it for a long time and I'll hash it over, and then I'm like, I'm going to argue with this, with David about this. <laughs> yes, he will. And call him up and just start, you know, Let's talk. start laying he this will. out. He'll just call me up and tell me, what are you going to say? <laughs> like, hey, what if I said... <laughs> Like, oh, a lot of times I'm just like, wait a minute, he's baiting me into yeah, the argument. Yeah, I was. And, but, but the reason why is because I really wanted, because you, you get something like that in your head, what you really want to do is start testing it. Yeah. Right? And start seeing if, if the way you thought about it actually leads anywhere. And you've got to have somebody that, you know, that, that's first of all uh, um, uh, accomplished enough 
or uh, intelligent enough to, to really take you to task on these sorts of things. Yeah. Right? <clears throat> and uh, I had basically two people I could do that to. I could do it with my dad, but he would get frustrated with me, and so then I had to call Dave. And, 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 or I would call Dave, and he would get frustrated with me, and then I'm like, well, let me See, try. it's just the opposite for me. If I, I, call if, dad. I, if I have a subject, if I have something like that that I want to talk about and I call my dad, you know granddaddy. Oh, yeah. He, he just listens. Like, he doesn't say yeah. anything. He just agrees with yeah. you and lets you talk it out, and you really kind of figure it out all by yourself. Yeah. He's just a sounding board. Yeah. But if I really want just to keep be challenged, that. if I really want to be challenged, I'll talk to Andrew about it. And I, I like to be challenged. It's like, you know, some people like to go to church because they like to hear that everything's okay. Uh -huh. They like to hear that everybody's good, everybody's going to go to heaven. All you guys got to do is keep putting money in the plate and showing up on Sunday. I like going when they tell you ju just how bad of a person that I am. Because no one has ever helped me get any better by telling me everything is okay. And they, they never, never will. get better when they keep telling you that everything's no. okay. If everyone tells you that everything is okay and everything's fine, then you're going to stay just like you are because in your mind, they must be right. Because that's what you want to believe. That's what people... Oh, yeah, you want to believe. You yeah, want I'm to believe it. you're doing the right thing even when you're not. Yes. And that's what I like about our relationship. If, I'm, if I say something stupid... He will call me on it immediately, and I will do the same for him. And sometimes he says stupid stuff on purpose just so I'll do that. This would be a perfect <laughs> example of a time where I would challenge him on something because I don't like people telling me how awful I am. Really? I don't tell him how awful no, I am. No, he does. just tell him he's wrong. <laughs> no. Bro, no, that's all right. <laughs> uh, I, I personally don't like, you know, somebody telling me about how bad of a person I am and how, you know. And, we, and this is something that we can argue we're not going to do it now. <laughs> I just want to point out that we this may is, have a lot of free time tomorrow. This, I just want to point out that yeah, well, this is, this is the time right here. We'd be at, we're in our phone conversation. This would be the jumping off point to get into the weeds, and it would take a long time. <laughs> but but at at the end of it all, I enjoy it. Oh or, yeah. Or else I wouldn't do it. But also, I need it. It's yeah. it's intellectual sparring is what yeah. it is. Really, I, I really need it. Yeah, and I think you both said it is because like if you had like if you if you get in the middle of an argument with a friend like that. And you start to be like, well, it's just what I believe. Like, if you if you have no reason to back it up, then you really, like, you, you've kind well, of... At that met... point, you've kind of thrown in the white flag. Exactly, yeah, because... <laughs> that's like I that's like, I really don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah, exactly. I have no exactly. idea why I believe and, this, I just do. And can't be bothered. Yeah, don't, don't, I know what I believe, don't bother with any facts. Exactly, and it's just like, like, well then, like, it's like cheering for a team. Like, with, like, if we cheer for Auburn and we are arguing with the Alabama fan, which I've done many a times... That's pointless. It is very pointless. But <laughs> it's pointless. <laughs> but like cheering, like cheering for, like cheering for, like the reason I cheer for Auburn. Arguing, arguing about teams is pointless. It's fun. Exactly. Yeah. But it, but it there's there's but no intellectual value. Let's say it's not say that there's a point to it. You know, now arguing about uh, politics maybe that's often pointless. But there could yeah it is yeah. <laughs> but there also could be you know you could be uh, arguing something substantive as far as all the policy goes. And yeah. Then, right. And that's not. Pointless. I mean, there's a there's a code. No, there's value in that. Yeah, value in that, right? Yeah, but I mean, like even I've seen it, like especially knowing you know you tell you two for pretty much all my life, you know I've seen it be you know like where where dad would talk about how you know you agree on stuff or you disagree on stuff, but it's never been to a point where it's like oh well I'm just knocking Andrew out of my life because that never happens. Um, I think it upsets your mom more than it does me. Oh yeah, I mean, <laughs> so that's why I quit telling her about the discussions <laughs> because she gets mad that he doesn't agree yeah. with me. Exactly. Because, well, you know, uh, I love you, Stephanie. If you're listening to this, but yeah, she she, she wants everybody to listen to agree with her. 
but that's that's human nature. I mean, yeah. Everybody wants people to. Agree. You want somebody to be in your ear, like, yeah, man, yeah, that's cool, yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, I've told her a couple times she really just wanted to marry a yes man. Yeah, well, <laughs> well, some people just want the whole world to live in peace. I mean, that's true. But it's how, a, what it's good a, is peace? It's a, sweet, if, it's a sweet sentiment. It's never gonna well, happen. Yeah, well, <laughs> if you're Miss America, you're trying to be Miss America. Yeah. That's a great speech. Uh, yeah, Everybody yeah. loves Jesus and world peace, right? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. World <laughs> peace and feed the ton- feed the hungry kids. Exactly. Feed the starving kids and wherever and give them some maps. <laughs> God. And such as and such oh like, man that's never not gonna be funny um so but funny. I think that the cool thing about it is the fact that you guys like and that's probably why you guys have lasted so long as friends because you know you didn't like I have a friend that lives that goes to school in Georgia we went to high school together that's pretty much it and um you know we we talk on the regular and you know I'll bring up some, a strange issue to him that I have a view on and he'll be like well you know like this is He'll give me a view of what the Bible says, what he thinks. Like, he'll bring all his entire argument. I was like, but dude, this is how I feel about it. And he's like, all right, cool. Like, like I'm not going to change that. that doesn't, your feelings won't change on it, but it just it happens that way. But I, I think it's I think it's crazy um, that you just that you guys have lasted that long because of the fact that like even if you don't agree on it, it's okay. You know, wake up the next day and you know it's, it's a new day. You don't really have to like. We're we're not we're not gonna go back to that conversation and you know rehash everything just so I can be right. Like you don't have to be, you don't have to prove yourself to the other person. You just have to be sure. Like yeah. I don't know. Sometimes I call to rehash something. I can yeah. I mean, <laughs> it absolutely does. It's happened before. No one, Daddy, probably just be like, I'm leaving alone. That that has happened several times. Like, we, I told we you the other night. Take it, Dave. Two or three hour discussion that resolves nothing. Yeah, well. And then the next night, here my phone's ringing again, and here's Andrew. Listen, let's go back to what we were talking well, about. I, I really don't want to. Because I've thought about it so far. Yeah. It, <laughs> you start getting your own head. You're like, well, no, I mean, we had this conversation. Maybe he, maybe he threw some, me some curveballs, and now I think I can pick up the rotation, and I want to take a swing at it. That's exactly right. And the, the thing about uh, what you just mentioned, about you know, we don't agree on everything, but we're still friends. One of the reasons... I think probably the main reason for that is it well too. Number one, we respect what each other is thinking. Yeah. Um, even if it's not exactly what we're thinking, because we're coming from two different places. Even though our 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 childhood and the way we were brought up is very similar. We've discussed that many, many, many times. Very similar. Yeah. His parents, a lot like my parents, uh, very similar. Um, the way he was brought up, very similar to the way I was brought up. So we have a lot of things in common. But we just come at things from two different points sometimes. Mm -hmm. And I think one of the reasons, other than the fact that we respect what each other is thinking, I think it's very rare, especially in this day and age, that you find someone who, first of all, is on your level intellectually. Yeah. And secondly, who does not mind being challenged from time to time. Or telling you that you're wrong. Right, either way. Yeah. You know, and... and, um, Condoleezza Rice said one time um, that she likes to associate with people who do not agree with her because it makes, like what I said earlier, it makes her rethink, why do I feel this way? You learn. Am I just doing it on an emotional level or do I level or do I have facts to back it up? And if you don't have the facts, but you still feel that way, you need to find the facts. Yeah. And whatever it is, whether it's, you know, uh, sports related whether it's socially whether it's uh, politically related or and we've had long discussions before that we just one of us just wanted some answers 
because maybe one of us had dealt with it before and one of us was about to. I remember some very particular ones. I'm not going to go into them. Here, That's probably a good I, idea. I know some very particular <laughs> ones where I would call you and, and I would start, and you would, because you would give me an answer and then I would, uh, I would, I would actually try to tear apart the logic of it just to see you reconstruct it a different way. Yeah. And, and, no, well, I mean, the whole purpose of me doing it was to get a, a better answer or a more clear answer yeah. or maybe a different spin on the same answer of some. <clears throat> and, and, it's, and it's an effective, for me, it's an effective way to, to get some clarity where you, you need it. Yeah, and these are more serious conversations. These yeah, are, these are not the you know the baseball arguments. Yeah, we had some really. Oh yeah, these, these are the serious ones. And like I said, I'm not going to bring them up here. But you know, the point being is that <clears throat> some of these arguments are almost it's it's about the structure of the arguments as much as the substance, mm -hmm. because <clears throat> if you don't have that that the <clears throat> that the substrate, you know. Put the layers on, then there will always be flimsy. You'll always be questioning. Yeah. And so it's just a, it's a really way to, to kind of sharpen uh, your own arguments, get get uh, answers to questions when you may not have a, another readily accessible uh, place to get them. Yeah. And and you have to, but you really have to trust somebody a lot. <clears throat> I think that's a big thing. Like if you don't, to that point, if yeah. that would be the other big aspect of our relationship, is it? I can talk to him about anything, anything, no matter how sensitive it is, yeah. and I know it's not going anywhere else. Yeah, and, yeah there's been serious questions that I, that I would have that, you know, I, I couldn't even talk to my dad about them because I already know how he's going to react. Yeah. And I already know what the answer is, and so there's no point. I'm not going to get anything out of that conversation, mm -hmm. right? You know how that's going to go. It's already know how it's going to go. He's telling you what he thinks, and you have to sit there and listen. And listen. Like, All right, good. <laughs> Okay, thanks, Dad. Yeah. That's and that's not what I needed at that moment. This, not yeah. to, not to say that I don't get things I need, you know, from arguing with my dad. I do, but, but sometimes you need that little different thing. Yeah, and I know where I can get that. Yeah. <clears throat> so well, even I I've realized this, you know, just actually just being your son, but you know, like, and you said said it a little bit earlier about you know, like Dad, and maybe you just meant it as like general general generalization, but the, I have realized that when I come to my dad with a problem. Like, say, you know, whether it be girl trouble or, you know, like, trouble with a friend or trouble with anything, he will literally, like, deconstruct it and then put it back up in ways that I know he's going to put it back up. Like, he's going to give me, like, the, the formula for it and everything that he's told me about a thousand times to do. But, you know, it's just like he's letting me hear it a different way. So that way it's, like, new information. Um, but, I mean, that's – I feel like that's just how – that's just how he is. Like, he's – He's so analytical about everything that it just happens that way. But um, we only have about... Uh, real quick, that comes from spilling problems to your granddaddy. Like I said, he does not talk. He just listens. And he forces you to think of something to else figure to out say. Your own problem. And you really work it out while he listens. Well, yeah. And, and then when you get done, he's like, well, sounds like you got it all figured out. Thanks, he's like, Dad. He's like, that's just his approach to everything. <laughs> yeah, well, you should charge by the hour for that. Like a... For real? Well, yeah. uh, the thing is, he well, he gets paid to do it. He's a pastor anyway. <laughs> Yeah, well, but say that's pretty much all that, that's that's his calling. That that's what that's what he's always been meant to do. He's oh yeah, the best Ooh. listener I've ever met, and he, he just he just won't argue. And the crazy thing is, and the I think it, like the crazy thing is that he's he's not just you know he's not just a good pastor in rural Alabama or you know rural or 
flipping Shelby County, Tennessee, he's a good pastor everywhere, like mm-hmm. Russia, El Salvador. You know, and he, the main thing I think is that he just he's a people person. He loves people. He loves to get to know people. Um, but you know, he's he's a good guy like that. But moving away from the the friend talks because we only have a whole lot of time left. But I wanted to quickly address uh, the race tomorrow. Um, I think on the way up here, me and my dad were talking about it. Um, Dad's watched a few uh, indie races. Uh, I have never had an intent to, nor will I probably ever after tomorrow. But I just don't think that's the case. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like I, st- I went to a NASCAR race a month ago. It was fantastic. Will I ever watch it on TV? Probably not, because I'm probably just gonna go sleep. But unless it's like something I actually want to watch, and it's like maybe you know Joey Logano or. Careful! Don't throw names out. You'll get hate. Right, oh, so. trust me. I, they're they're. I I get hate from the people that I record with about Joe Logano. So, so, so let me let me address something. Yes. Okay. When I was your age, uh huh, I did not like NASCAR. Okay. okay. You still don't, really. And, and I don't like it now. <laughs> <laughs> so nothing's okay. changed, really. So what's the point of it? I'm gonna get I'm gonna get to the point here. Very, very <laughs> the whole point is is that you know. I never did like NASCAR, right? And one of the things I don't like about NASCAR is that I'm not a huge fan of races and ovals. All right. You know, like the one we're going to tomorrow. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> uh, that's why we're here, right? And, really and also, too, uh, I was not a big motoring enthusiast when I was younger. Yeah. Right? As I've gotten older, my tastes have changed. <clears throat> bought a couple of fast cars. I, I bought a few fast cars. <laughs> I, like, I, I, I'm, I like to drive my car fast. I, I, and... Uh, I got into Formula One because they don't race in ovals. They only race on road courses yeah. and street circuits. Yeah. Here in the last <clears throat> 10 years or so, IndyCar has gotten where they are doing more and more street courses with very, very few ovals. I think there's only four yeah. ovals yeah. now. One of them we're going to do tomorrow. Yeah. The difference between the oval that we're going to do tomorrow is that this is the biggest Big spectacle it's in, big, in yeah. motorsports, right? Is what they say, and it's it's the hundred third running, hundred third running of the Indy Five Hundred. This is like a big deal, okay? Yeah. Apparently, tomorrow is like Christmas Day of yeah. motorsports. Yeah. It's it's I like it's like the Super Bowl. It. It's, yeah. it's like the Super Bowl. I think they say of <laughs> motorsport. You know, that's what it is. Sure. It's, it's a big big event. Uh, <clears throat> I got I I enjoyed watching the Formula One races, but the Formula One races, you know. You, You've got two or three teams, and that's it. You know, yeah. IndyCar, everybody's on the same chassis. They've got two choices of motors. They're all running the same every kids, basically. And they, they can do some tuning and whatnot. It's just, man I, wins, I, really. I, you know, and, and the, one of the motorsports is Honda. I drive a Honda, mm-hmm. and just I start. I just really got into it, and I started getting really into it because of that. And so that changed over time. Yeah. Uh, when I, when I was liking it though, I really didn't know that much about the drivers, and so you know NASCAR it's a lot of personality and all that kind of thing. It's oh, really yeah. about the drivers. It's thing. really about the drivers, and in IndyCar, to me mm-hmm. at least, it's it's really more about the racing. Okay, and I get so, that. And so, but my point my point is that I wasn't a big auto guy when I was your age, but now I really like IndyCar a lot, and I still like Formula One. Mm-hmm. It's just hard to watch it because of. Yeah, that's yeah a, they, they usually race at odd times for us over here in the yeah. States because yeah. most, most of the races are in Europe and South America and Australia and, and yeah. they're very difficult. If, unless you have a active DVR schedule, you're probably not going to see it. I was about to say, like, like, I'm uh, not that technologically advanced to be able to stream them. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I have a phone. I could figure it out. I was about to say, like, the, the only thing that attracts me to NASCAR is the hilarity of the drivers. Like, 
It is a clown show. Uh, yeah, like, you know, like, every, like our family, huge Logano fans. Yeah. Everybody he's else, a nice kid. Yeah, he's a nice guy. Everybody else in the, like, apparently that I've met around this, around our region or, like, anybody. Oh, they hate him. Hate the guy to death. I don't know what, like, and I think he's a, I think he's a cool guy. But he'd probably stop and change their flat tire and give the shit. Oh, yeah, back, always. They hate him. But, you know, like, and <laughs> I, honestly, the only, like, real, only, excuse me, two people that I've met that everybody loves. Hey guys, sorry to interrupt the podcast mid-roll, but we uh, we have an ad for you guys. Um, if you guys know me, you heard me talk about Anchor Podcasting. Anchor is one of those great apps that allows you to do a podcast for free, or you know, just even listen to a podcast. Uh, they have great things that help you record it. They have mixing tables for the entire thing. You can put a little interlude in there, like our little ta-da we had before this ad. Um, and they also let you uh, let your fans interact with you with voice messages and just a whole bunch of stuff that you are able to do uh, that, that helps you with a podcast. Uh, other than that, if you're just a listener, you can give a voice message to your favorite podcast that's on Anchor. And like I said, it's just free to use. But if you've ever thought about starting a podcast, if you've ever wanted to do something even remotely related to podcasting, do it with Anchor because it's absolutely free. You know, like you, they don't give you equipment or anything, but 100%, you can just go ahead and start a podcast, do whatever you want. And it's, like I said, it's absolutely free, no charge. All you have to do is just upload it to Anchor and they'll distribute it for you. They will literally put it to everything. All of our major uh, outlets right now, uh, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and now, you know, with Anchor. Uh, it's all because Anchor will do it all for free. So, right now, if you haven't already, go download Anchor. If you haven't, if you want to start a podcast and you just haven't started yet, do it. It's so easy, and Anchor makes it so simple. But thank you guys, and let's get back to the episode. You keep telling him. Hey guys, um, so I said no. <laughs> <laughs> so we. Uh, we apparently we're recording on our iPad right now, and apparently it cuts you off in an hour or so. If we got cut off in the middle of a sentence, we apologize. We did. Yeah. Well, probably. Yeah. It was a great sentence. <laughs> it was a great. Probably about racing or that or friendship. Who cares? <laughs> uh, but um, but we're gonna go ahead and uh, kind of finish up here. We have an ad segment that just happened. Um, but uh, I wanted to go ahead and finish up, talk about our few little weekly things we do. So, uh, Dad. What is your grudge of the week? Which I know you don't hold grudges, but like, what's one thing you're mad about from the past week? <laughs> mad about from this past week? Yeah. You should have given me some time to think about this. Yeah, well, I don't, I don't, I don't really have anything that I'm angry about over the last week. I don't really. I mean, I know you don't hold grudges a whole lot. No, I really don't. But like, it doesn't do any good. No. You, you're mad about, you know. You mad, bro? <laughs> Thank you. Don't tase you, bro. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's that's what well, I'm. That whole no grudges. Good deal. I'm not really mad about anything. Andrew, what are you? What, what's what, what, from this past week? What's one thing that made you up a little bit upset? Actually, everything really worked out. Um, my cap, my tooth came off, but uh, I got that back on. Oh well. So that's not hurting. It's Your cement to, got that. It is supposed to rain tomorrow, so that's what I was gonna me, say. Like this to, question in about that twelve hasn't hours. Yet. Yeah. Yeah, I'm about to say the what like <clears throat> the proposed weather for tomorrow is gonna be mine. I was like. And it didn't happen this last week, but the guy that I actually came up here to watch didn't qualify, so. Oh, that kind of sucks. Yeah, that would be, 
That'd be yeah, something I, to be I, kind I, of I'm not frustrated gonna, about. I came up here to see Fernando Alonso race. <laughs> he's not even going to be. And he's not even going to be in the race. Yeah. You think he's going to be at the track, though? Yeah, he said he was going to be there. Maybe said, you can find him. Get Alonso! <laughs> it's a little late for him to get a road, uh, ride in Monaco. So. Well, maybe he could, you know, you could get your picture taken with him. I'll be happy to take it for you. That's what he's going to do. <laughs> yeah. You could look like best buddies. And yeah. you could tell people, it's my buddy, Fernando. Yeah. Yeah. My yeah, buddy, he's, you know, race. He big was, racer. He wasn't racing that day. We were we just hanging out. Getting a, getting, uh, get a soda together. I'm going to wear my uh, Kamala hat. That might get his attention. Yeah. You never know. Which <laughs> Big is, bright hat. Which is Hawaiian for your Hawaiian listeners. So. Well, yeah, okay. They'll know what it means. <laughs> well, <laughs> considering I thought it said quinoa. So. <laughs> yeah, that's just, oh, that's, that's so Calhoun County. That's <laughs> quinoa right there, right? Um, honestly, mine was going to be like the weather for tomorrow. I, I really, honest to goodness, I would hate to have driven the six hours up here. Just for it to rain tomorrow and not experience it. Uh, well, I, I I don't know about that. Let's think. So look, <laughs> a guy's road trip. You know, it could be epically good or epically bad. That's what I was telling. Him it's yesterday. all about the road trip. I said it's a road trip. It's, like a, road it's a guy's trip. weekend road trip. Yeah. Even if the the race is postponed until Monday and we have to end up watching no television because everybody has to go back to work. Uh, there's a ton of stuff to do tomorrow. Yeah, we're going over we'll that today. There's all kind of things we could hear. Some really bad, uh, you know, electronic dance music tomorrow. It's going to be you know, also the cost of okay. Mission. Here, here's where I'm actually kind of upset because Zach Brown band play today, and, and I, I you're going to be stuck listening to Skrillex. Tomorrow. And I'll be That's stuck listening to Skrillex tomorrow. <laughs> I'll be like watching the race. I'm like, blah, blah, blah. I'm like I can oh my god! I can definitely understand that. That's that's a problem. <laughs> like this is great. I just want to listen to Chicken Front one time. You should, look, if that happens, you should just call your brother up and put it on speakerphone. He'll love it. <laughs> He'll be like, hey, we'll listen to this. Be like, dude, yes! Well, you, you, the, the Grand Tour on, on, on Amazon, you know, they would do the road trips and everything. Yep. It wasn't necessarily about the destination. I mean, it is sort of, but, you know. <clears throat> no, I mean, like, the, but I mean, the, but the think man, about the caravan of cars we came up here in. Oh, yeah, I mean. <laughs> just watching Andrew just. Yeah. All the Audis that we saw today. We saw a lot of good Audis. But over and over again. The Challenger. The Challenger. Yeah. yeah. The, the lady in the Highlander who really had a lot oh, of guts. She had, she had more guts than any female I've seen in a while that wasn't wearing a helmet and a fire suit. I mean, you could definitely tell we were in Indiana. And I would not have been driving <laughs> nothing, that fast in a Toyota Highlander. Ain't nothing in Indiana but white people and nothing else. There's a big racetrack about an hour up the road. Yeah, but guess what else is in Indiana? Nothing. Hey, you know what? Indiana is home to a very famous composer and producer. Named? Jim Neighbors. No, he's from... <laughs> Jim is from... Uh, he's he's sang, from Alabama, unfortunately. He's okay. Yeah, no. Used to. Babyface Edmonds. Oh, yeah. Kenneth Edmonds. People that are my age and a little bit younger, they know who Babyface is. And Baby you know Babyface is? Had a, okay. Babyface had a lot of um, R&B hits in the late 80s into the 90s. He did uh, people like Paul Abdul and Pebbles and all these R&B artists that were really big back then. Yeah. He and, um, what was the Reed guy's name? Um, Patrick. No, I couldn't remember. Anyway, <laughs> That's okay. uh, but... That he with his partner, his last name was Reed. I can't remember his first name. They they were a major, the number one producing team for like R and B hits and stuff. Yeah. And, and R and B was big in the late eighties into the early nineties with the New Jack era and all that. And I know people were shocked that I know about that. Oh. Uh, that's because they didn't know me then. And they, it, there's a section of 
uh, Interstate 70 in downtown Indianapolis is the Kenneth Edmonds overpass or whatever. I used to see there every time I go by, I'm like, I think that's Babyface. And I would go back and look. I looked on the internet. Yeah, sure enough, that's his first name, Kenneth. I knew Babyface Edmonds. I didn't know his first name was Kenneth. And a lot of people would, would oh, Babyface, was he a gangster? No, he was not a gangster. He was a very good singer and guitar player and a very good producer and writer. But hmm. So there's more to Indiana than just white people and nothing else. Well, I mean, there's a huge Walmart distribution center right around the corner. <laughs> I mean, come on. What's, what, I feel I like know, I look at a place because I'm tan. I, I, <laughs> uh, well, it stays cold here for a long time. It's a fair point. You yeah. can't get out into the sun. The like people we can have now. been here all week for the uh, festivities. They're, they're tan. Be, they're going to be. I bet they are. Actually, yeah. they're going to look like, you know, uh, lobsters. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Chafed lobsters. Uh, but we'll get into the the next one. It was the shout out of the week, mm-hmm. Dad? Who do you want to shout out this week? Probably your mom. She's had a rough week. No, seriously, she really has. She's had a rough week. She's had a lot of uh, things weighing on her mind, and she's hadn't been really feeling that well this week. I know she's got some uh, some pain issues and stuff, and and I, I really wish that you know it had been on a different week. Because I would yeah. have liked to been there to help her out, but you know this has been planned for a long time. And I know she was feeling a little resentful because we weren't able to stay at home, but um, yeah, yeah, I know. But it, that doesn't make it any easier. No, you know, and I, I don't like. I mean, anybody who knows me knows I don't like people around me to be uncomfortable or to be upset with me, and because yeah. that makes me upset with myself. Like, what could I have done differently? What did I do wrong? Yeah, you know, I was trying so hard. How did I, how did I mess this up? So <clears throat> that would probably be where mine would go. Yeah. Of course, my, me, I, I have to. My other best friend is here, so I mean, you know. Yeah, yeah your son's here too. That's whatever. Totally fine, Dad. Right now, you're just the host. <laughs> yeah, that's all I am right now. Andrew, what about you? What's your? And I know I'm pretty sure I know the answer to this one, but what's your shout of the week? <clears throat> well, I, I don't know how you would know my answer when I, I don't know myself. <laughs> to, be, to be honest, well, I don't know what that is. The guy who gave me the tickets. I really don't know what a shout out is. It's like. When you want to give someone a, credit. an attaboy or give them some credit for something, you know. Well, I'm Stephanie for letting you guys come. Well, there you go. Steph, how about that? She Mom's two for up. two. How about that? Well, Not that she'll ever hear it. But no. She, like, you that, may have to force her to listen to Zach, it. Zach, that's too long. I don't want to listen to an hour or something. Yeah, just let her hear the last few minutes. <laughs> just let her hear the last segment. Especially if she knows I'm on it. Uh, she would be like, no. Nope. She knows you're going to be on it. I told her we were going to be on it. She's like, nope, I listen. <laughs> Yeah, and I told him that we told uh, Zachary that both of us were, you know, old radio guys. And I mean, yeah. The best thing for him to do is just sit and listen. Just and that's pretty much all I've done. Just listen. Uh, and I, I, honest to goodness, I've really enjoyed it. Like, I think more than anything, because usually we just talk about, honest to goodness, we just talk about crap. Like, we've talked about Dega and, um, I mean, kids being born, other stuff like that. We haven't really hit on, <laughs> that's like, I have three of those, I don't want another one. Uh, but I mean, we, we just you know we talk about anything and everything. We all try to come up with topics throughout the week, and we you know build up on them and try to put them out there. But something like this, you know, that actually pertains to not only me but other people. Where you know we're talking about like arguing with friends. That's you know that's our working title right now. Um, and it's just the fact that you know like you can argue with friends, you can have an argument with friends, and you can have, still have friends afterwards. You know, it doesn't have to be something that ends the entire. Friendship just because you disagree on something, but well, if that's the case, and your friendship's not really based on much, bingo. Uh, I win. But so I guess my shout out would be. Um, Come on, make it three for three. I mean, like I, I'll go, I'll go, I'll go with two different ones. Uh, I guess mom for for actually letting us go over to Indiana, which honest to goodness, like, and I'll, I'll say this, what? Cha-ching. Exactly. These are brownie points. 
uh, you know, like, yes, I love my mom, and I love you for letting us come, but, like, it's one of those things where it's just, like, I realize, I, I oftentimes in my life say, you know, like, how did I get here? Or, like, what, what actions did I do to, to, to get here? And it was honestly dad coming into my room one night and be like, hey, I think Andrew's going to give us tickets to the Indy 500. You want to go? I was like, sure, why not? <laughs> like, nothing else to do on a memorial well, I, I told you, I said, Andrew wants to go to the Indy 500. He doesn't want to go alone if he doesn't have to. He's invited you and I to go with him. Would you like to go? Yeah, why not? So I mean, that was the conversation. I mean, I'm not doing anything else this weekend. I mean, and tomorrow I'm probably just going to go see John Wick. No, no, no. Excuse me. Monday I'm probably just going to go see John Wick 3. So <laughs> nothing else we're going to be doing. <laughs> But, um, but yeah, uh, shout out my mom. Listen, John Wick is a good movie series. I, I can't feature Keanu Reeves being serious. <laughs> He's always going to be Bill and Ted. Okay, as far as well, watch, watch John Wick and then you'll figure it out. Um, it's, it's hard. It's hard. <laughs> but, um, also the other one would be Dylan and Timmy for letting me bring the equipment up here and, you know. It sounds to me like they just let you take care of all their work for them. That's I do, yeah. pretty much. The only thing that... They're like, we don't have to do a podcast this way because that's going to Indy with his dad and his friend. Just well, the, the funny... Mike am I using Dylan or Timmy? Frick if I know, man. Like, we just rotate. Well, I, these are much better microphones now than they were before this week. Since I put my socks on them. <laughs> there are no socks on the, the mic. Gotta have the pop. Clarify. <laughs> well, it's not really a sock per se. Per, per se. <laughs> per se. It's my wrapped up underwear. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, briefs, boxer briefs, you call it whatever you want. <laughs> All right. Well, I think we have exhausted our time. You know, we've got an hour and 10 minutes of good quality podcasting. So, uh, really quick, thank you guys for coming on the podcast. Uh, I know I kind of fortunate on you, but. Um, thanks, Dad. Thanks, Andrew. Uh, I think that you guys hit the nail on the head. Really, you know, you just you guys threw a bunch of stuff out there that I think a bunch of our listeners would uh, find as quality information. Well, um, I, I appreciate you asking me on, and I hope I didn't lose any listeners. Oh, dude! I think they're going to gain some listeners this week. We definitely <laughs> will gain listeners from this episode, especially You're from last. <laughs> That's what I love about Andrew. He's really sure of himself. Oh, Until Jesus. he's not. <laughs> All right. We're done. Stop it.